0: Hello Hello,
1: and welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast discussing the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. I'm Alex
0: and I'm Helen
1: and today we wanted to use this episode to zip through some common misconceptions regarding diet and all the possible side effects of food and drink on the old vocal cords. Oh yeah baby, let's go. Honestly, it sounds more boring than it really will be. It will be fun. This is going to be a myth busting episode. That is my plan for this. So, we'll, we'll zip through caffeine and its potential effects on the vocal cords and the body, alcohol, Delicious. lads, uh, and then dairy. And then finally, we'll have a fun ending section on acid reflux. And Helen will talk us all through her <laughs> brilliant dietary requirements because of that. Sounds good, right?
0: Saddle up, guys. Get ready. Get ready for the old, the old diet chat. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the first thing that people often mention regarding singers is like, oh, my goodness, you drink coffee, says Mm -hmm. us both sipping our coffee right now. Delicious. Yeah. A lot of people say, gosh, how can you have coffee? It's so bad for your voice. Mm. It's so drying. It's so so irritating for your vocal cords. Uh, It dehydrates you. You know, your body can't really metabolize it properly and blah, 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 blah. You're an idiot doing that being a singer. I disagree. (laughs) Mainly because I love coffee. But I think... Well, what, what I want to say about all of these, you know, caffeine, alcohol, dairy, etc., is that, yes, it's OK to imbibe these things. You just need to be aware of the possible side effects on your body in general uh, and whether it's therefore the right thing to imbibe just before going on stage, or the morning of going on stage, for example. Mm -hmm. So, caffeine, let's talk about it. The side effects are, we all know, it is dehydrating, Mm. yeah? However, people say, oh yeah, it really like crystallizes your vocal cords. Mm. It does not dehydrate just your vocal cords. Mm -hmm. The whole body, Mm -hmm. yeah, you wee more, don't you? So, (laughs) your body just like, gets rid of all the water in your body. So, what can we do to combat dehydration of the body, Helen?
0: Drink loads and loads and loads and loads of water yes. every single day. Which you should
1: be doing anyway, folks. Yes.
0: Yeah, we are big fans of water. What the H2O fuck? H2O nerds. I <laughs> In all seriousness, though, Alex and I both drink an absolutely astonishing amount of water. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous, but I can't get enough. Like, water makes me feel so much better better so good. like i drink a pint of water when i get up mm. and i don't know there's something about it especially like cold cold water and you're just like okay i'm here I'm, I'm fresh i'm ready whatever and particularly for me i find if i'm singing a lot or practicing a lot i am i'm drinking water constantly throughout that process because it's so so important to try and stay hydrated uh throughout the day but i think as you're saying there alex yeah coffee it dries you out but it's mm-hmm. not that it dries the larynx out it's not that it dries the vocal fold out like that's a literal physical impossibility mm-hmm. what it's doing is drying your body out so if you're aware of that you can combat it and i think as well it's about being sensible in a way like you know, some people, they'd be drinking, like, eight, ten coffees a day. I mean, When
1: you say some people, do you mean us? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I think that was us when we were, like,
0: 21. <laughs> and, like, they drink so, so, so much coffee, but actually, like, that excess of coffee is, is is a little bit too far. But I think if you're having maybe two, three coffees a day to kind of, you know, keep you going through, I think, as musicians, what can be really long days, there's nothing wrong with two, three coffees. Or at least in my mind, and certainly to, to my body, I don't find coffee is affecting me that aggressively and that negatively i, I don't know how you feel that. no
1: no agreed totally well yeah. i think because we're so obsessive about drinking water yes. we just don't feel the dehydrating yes. effects of it
0: because actually I met, I met a singer in september and she was telling me she was on a coffee ban and i was like i don't understand how could you possibly do that how are you alive and uh she was saying well you know i was drinking like six seven coffees a day and i was mm. finding it was really it was making it hard for me to kind of combat it with singing and i was like oh like how much water are you drinking and she was just like i can't like i don't like i don't like water no get a grip but also handy hints and tips um if you don't like water i absolutely love these hilarious like love island water bottles you know where you can put (laughs) you can put like fruit and things in them (laughs) Love Island. Love Look, I love Love Island, love, 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 and I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't. I'm not afraid to say it, people. I love it. But um, if you really like lemons, let's get some fresh lemons in that lovely water bottle, and yum yum yum, drinking up that sweet, delicious nectar, and you're you're getting hydrated in the process. Because I think, as a singer, you can't really afford to be in a position where you're not drinking enough water. It's it's too crucial.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yes. Very good. I'm pleased that you didn't say like squash or anything like that. No. Yeah, because that's so sugary. Mm-mm-mm, yeah, so
0: actually, bad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I used to drink squash as a kid. No, yes,
1: okay. as a kid, of course. Sunny <laughs> Delight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hated Sunny Delight. Oh, yeah, me too. Like but like it made your, it
1: made everything orange. <laughs> I think I turned orange <laughs> at one we, point. Like, yeah. If
0: we was like orange, we were like, oh, God. No. Hey. <laughs> but I think, yeah, coffee is a funny one. I think a running theme that will kind of come out throughout this entire episode is that you, the singer, know your body best, and you know how it works best. And so for some people they'll drink a coffee at 9am they'll drink a coffee at 1pm and they'll drink a coffee at 5pm and that's perfect for them i mean i don't know how they're coping at 5pm that would mm-hmm. kill me whereas i'm more like drink four coffees between the hours of 7am and midday mm-hmm. and that's and then you're it done. and and for me that's a rhythm now that works but if you're concerned about your caffeine intake if you're not really understanding like what it's doing to your body I mean, it sounds a bit lame, but I would recommend like keeping a diary, learn, learn about yourself, learn about how your body reacts. And then when you know what works and what doesn't, you can, you can make the best kind of, yeah, dietary situation that suits you.
1: Exactly. And I think actually we've spoken about the dehydrating elements of caffeine. Obviously the other element is that it makes you talk as quickly as I am right now uh, because it zips and peps you up. So obviously it's not great if you're going to perform in say 30 seconds because if you have slight anxiousness going on stage anyway, obviously it'll heighten that, and we all know that. Yes, so you know I'm not—I I don't need to say this. I think it's pretty obvious, and we all know on performance days or something when we should stop coffee. having mm-hmm. caffeine, you mm-hmm. know, in the day. You know, I'll still have my morning one, but
0: that's kind of it, really, isn't it? Yeah, you're not—the adrenaline's going to be high enough. You don't need coffee in addition. There to that. we go.
1: But what some people do in order to combat that, because they they like the just having a hot drink, is I know some people who will, like, glug gallons of green tea instead. Uh-huh. And it's uh-huh. like, you know that, okay, the caffeine quantity in green tea is much lower yeah, than a cup sure. of coffee, obviously. But if you drink 10 gallons of green tea, it's going to be the same amount of caffeine. So maybe just... Have a think about that. Have a think about it, Mm. exactly. And like, maybe, maybe if you want a hot drink, think about an infusion or a a honey and ginger water. Oh, yeah, yeah. love that. Just as long as there's no tea, green tea.
0: So more of like a fruit tea, a herbal tea rather than... Yeah, yeah.
1: Anything that says tea on... It might yeah, have
0: caffeine. But green tea. Oh.
1: Yeah, but green tea has a little bit of caffeine. Oh,
0: so when you're saying kind of honey and ginger, you mean like you making it yourself, putting the honey and putting the ginger in, not like a tea bag that's labelled honey and ginger.
1: Yeah, or I don't know why I'm doing quotation marks as well <laughs> for the keep. listener. Um <laughs> a lot of a lot of boxes are labelled as infusions, which okay. means zero caffeine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A good So little tip I look there, out Alex. for it. In- yeah, I know. Well done me, thanks. I didn't know. Um, or like, you know, fresh peppermint tea.
0: Yeah, is that good? Well, uh,
1: if if you make it yourself, it should just be fresh peppermint with water, right? There's no tea involved. Yeah,
0: I'm not really a massive tea person, so we're we're kind of in. Well, there we go. Yeah, know.
1: if if in doubt, look for infusions. Yeah, or just look on the packet and it'll tell you. Just read. But just read. Yeah, use the old eyes. Yeah, I know. Good luck. <laughs> um. Yeah. So know your body, know yourself, know your rhythm and yes. how you work, and don't do something to excess in order to cut something else out because. You know, defeats the point. It does defeat the point. Thank you, Helen. This is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. Once again, this is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming.
0: Okay, next up, my favourite, <laughs> Alcohol. <laughs> The conversations surrounding alcohol and singing are many. And I think it's fair to say that in this kind of culture, in this performance culture that we have, alcohol is quite a big part of the of the industry in the sense of you've given a premiere or you've done a performance and the show is over and people want to have an after party or it's been a really difficult couple of days of rehearsals and people want to unwind. And particularly here in Britain, there is a big pub kind of culture to go and unwind and have these drinks and relax. However, of course, when we're talking about diet and singing there are big conversations about alcohol and of course the fact that alcohol dehydrates you Mm. it's it's you know highly known and particularly i'm sure we've all had an experience where we might have had a few too many glasses of wine and we wake up the next day feeling like uh, a desert a human (laughs) a human desert and again in a similar way to the kind of caffeine idea it's about considering what that alcohol is doing to your body, and then considering how you might want to combat that. So, yes, if you're having a few drinks, that's great. And actually, it's quite commonly talked about that you know, in between every drink, we should be drinking approximately a pint of water. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that is so much liquid to take in in it. one night. But there is that idea of yeah, if we if we need to try and combat the fact that we're we're getting drunk and we're dehydrating ourselves, can we take in enough water to kind of deal with that? But I think when we have those nights where we have a few too many drinks or whatever and the next day we're feeling pretty rough again it's worth reminding ourselves that as we said before about caffeine it's not that the alcohol is touching the vocal folds it's not that the alcohol is drying out the physical larynx and the physical vocal folds and the physical kind of muscle tissue surrounding the larynx it's dehydrating your whole bodily system and so we need to think about ways to either counterbalance that or to consider okay if I'm really, you know, going to have a great celebration this day, do I need to sing the following day? Am I going to need to rest, recoup, rehydrate, and then be back on my game on day three, post the drinking, whatever. And, and kind of, as we're saying, it's, it's really about knowing yourself. So, you know, I'd say Alex and I know a number of people who have the fortunate blessing i mean maybe they're not the same now because we're a little bit older but certainly at the age of 21 22 they could get incredibly drunk and be back singing the next day better than i've ever heard them sing Mm -hmm. before conversely um we also knew people ourselves and others that would get drunk and it affects it affects the body and in affecting the body it affected the voice and the (laughs) quality the voice (laughs) it affects the voice and the quality of sound we're therefore able to produce so if you know and I really know now that for me singing and alcohol just can't really mix they don't work together well I now kind of have to consider that when I plan my life and my my social activities and the things that I do so if it's you know a kind of period of time where I'm just learning repertoire it's probably not so incredibly important I'm you know steering clear of alcohol I could have a couple of drinks I might be feeling a bit hungover because I'm not at this you know particular moment in time doing incredibly strenuous vocal exercise however when I'm moving into an intense rehearsal period an intense show period whatever for me alcohol is kind of off the cards and if I am drinking I know my limits now and like if I'm honest I would rather not drink at all because I don't really want to kind of put myself in that position but I think what we're trying to enforce here again is it's so important to know your own body and to know how your body reacts to the things that you're putting in it and doubly it's also important to remember that i think we need to kind of reframe the conversation around it because it's not that alcohol scientifically reacts with the cells and the vocal folds and dries them out that's not how it works it's the fact that alcohol is dehydrating your entire body and You need to consider that when you're going into practice, perform, rehearse, whatever, in in the coming days. How do you find alcohol works with your system, Alf? It just doesn't touch me.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're, you're totally right. It's about like, it sounds so lame, but like scheduling in alcohol. So sad. I mean, not that, you know. For me, you know, a glass of wine in the evening—that's fine. I don't—I'm not scheduling that in. You know, that's a given. I'm no. not an idiot, not barbarian, <laughs> am I?
0: Um, Five PM Negroni, please. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. yes.
1: <laughs> um, but you know, I know that if I have a couple more than that, then the next day I just need to know what is sensible for me to do singing wise. So, mm. if I, I know that if I try and practice, it'll just be terrible because. For some reason, I cannot get my soft palate up if I'm yeah, slightly yeah. Hun- I'm it's just so like, Grr, yeah. Grr. the whole time. So I just shout, classic. Uh, and also, I find it really hard to tilt. Uh, and yeah. also, it's like just ramming my yeah. straight vocal yeah. cords yeah. against yeah. my nose, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So it, it's so bad. And I know that, you know, I can still do plenty of other important things. Singing-wise, you know, prepare school, or whatever. And even in a rehearsal, obviously, I don't want to turn up to a rehearsal and not be able to sing. I would never do that. I'm so professional. Mm. Um, but, you know, having the knowledge and the foresight to not sing or try to, yeah, there's no yeah. point. Yeah, All you're yeah, going yeah. to do is damage yourself. 100%. And, and then prolong. And then maybe actually cause problems. Yes, the other thing that people say, they say, oh, yeah, if you Google alcohol singers... Cute. funny oh like vocal cords then it's it comes out like yeah it's an irritant it causes raspiness or cracking or something like that and it's like okay let's just take a moment right now to unpack that i'm over it why might your voice be raspy or cracky the next day well if you're drinking then you're probably most likely more free and shouty with your voice or just Correct. generally i don't know I yeah just just using your voice in a carefree way which is fine but that's why the next morning it might be like hello
0: Yeah (laughs) so sexy
1: but that's not because the alcohol has like trickled into your vocal cords and like of course it's mayhem you know it's just a lie yeah That's, that's wrong uh, and it's not because the tannins and the red wine have done it. It's because it's a side effect. It's your behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking, absolutely. Which is fine. There's not a problem with that. But I just think it's important to know and just say like alcohol does not equal raspiness or cracking. Yeah. You could if you wanted. Have loads and loads and loads of wine in a corner by yourself. (laughs) Not speak the entire evening. Have loads and loads of water. (laughs) And then the next morning, you'll probably be absolutely fine. Yeah,
0: I was. there was something I was going to mention there. Like, for me, a big kind of uh, realisation point was like, yeah, I'd be at home maybe just watching TV with my partner and we would have some wine. And in my head, I'd be like, oh, it's really going to be terrible the next day. But actually, I mean, you know, we were just the two of us sitting together having a chat watching a film so you're quite quiet so you're not using voice in the same way however I went for a friend's birthday drinks at a pub I drank non-alcoholic beer because I didn't want to drink alcohol but because you're having to speak quite loudly to, to make yourself heard and blah 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 and you're doing it for hours and hours and then, the next day I was knackered so it's you, exactly as you say it's not just about you know the alcohol in your in your bodily system it's the kind of behaviors and the things that you're doing alongside the alcohol that you need to think about
1: exactly yes um also i'm i think we should probably say we're not talking about like alcohol consumption on the day of a performance or like just before a performance that's like, a hard no yeah, yeah exactly like people well people do what they want it's none of my business but like i wouldn't just say huh. so yeah alcohol is great
0: <laughs> <laughs> everything in moderation ah, i'm changing
1: The next thing, after caffeine and alcohol, is dairy. Many people question the amount of cheese that I eat.
0: (laughs) 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 I've never questioned it. Yes, because you're sane. Fully reasonable. Idiots. Idiots who just don't understand.
1: (laughs) Yeah, many people say, gosh, how can you do that? You know, it's going to cause such side effects and it's going to really wreak havoc on your singing. You're going to be constantly clearing your throat all the time. And it's like, again, let's think about this. Does the milk or the goat's cheese, mm, goat's cheese. Tastes delicious. does that touch yes. my vocal cords? No, Mr. No Simpson, it Doctor does not. Simpson, Sorry, yeah,
0: no food Dr. Simpson. No, it does not. No,
1: it does not, exactly. Mm. Um, and I think, to be fair, everyone reacts differently to dairy in some way. And I know that actually I'm a little bit intolerant to dairy it doesn't stop me yeah me neither <laughs> Of course you,
0: not. I'm having a hot chocolate yeah oh yeah I'm oh, whipped oh. cream so much cream
1: <laughs> yeah but I know the way that my body reacts to it is not by thickening my mucus and causing more phlegm it's just like severe stomach pain if I have way too much Fascinating. but I just know that I can only have lots of cheese and then no milk but that's fine <laughs> um but you know again if you are one of those people I guess who react to it and uh, and it causes a thickening of the phlegm, mm-hmm. then obviously, yes, steer clear of it mm-hmm. on performance days. Mm-hmm. But again, it's going to be something that... It's if you have it in moderation mm-hmm. and if you just know when maybe to avoid it again, you know, on the morning of a show, a show day, I won't have a really cheesy pasta or just like a baked camembert for breakfast, will I? Like, I'm just being, wow. <laughs> I'm just trying my best to breakfast keep my body in peak condition. Absolutely. From the performance of a lifetime later, which I just think is very important. <laughs> God, so I've had the so much caffeine. The my life.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I think you are totally right. And like everybody's bodily reactions to all these things are different. And so I think it's worth, you know, if, if you're dairy intolerant, then yeah, obviously probably not a great idea to have dairy. It's probably not going to work for you in your life. I fully, fully understand that. But I think knowing kind of what dairy does to your body, to your voice is useful in the sense of, yeah, if I want to go and do some practice, probably not going to eat a bar of chocolate beforehand because (laughs) certainly certainly for me, I do get that kind of mucus. I get that like thickening at the back of my throat Mm -hmm. and it just, yes, you can practice with it, but it's annoying because it's harder to do everything that you need to do. And it's not an entire waste of time, but it it does kind of negate the work that you could be doing. Mm -hmm. Similarly, I think it's about knowing different kinds of dairy, isn't it? So for me, like, cheese I don't actually have like that bad an effect with and I would have milk with my muesli or cereal most days so that doesn't really affect me either but it is more like if I'm having anything like incredibly sugary that kind of mm-hmm. clawing. Uh, yeah cloying is a great word that kind of syrupy situation of like chocolate sugar dairy g- combined is a total no-no for me and it, I think maybe now's a good time to kind of talk about it something we briefly mentioned before we started recording this episode is like to draw another running analogy Oh my <laughs> hello watch out with like running and sports and anything like that something they like really kind of emphasize that you do it's like practice different meals and see how those meals affect your body before you go for a lengthy run so you know they'll say like don't ever on a race day eat something you've never eaten before, like or even the day before, because you don't know how it's going to affect you. And if you're running and you've got the shits, you're fucked. It's a nightmare. <laughs> so they're they're really big on like you know. <laughs> no, I'm Sorry. serious, but it, it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And although singing is a is a different ball game, there's a similar sense of like. If you've got a show that day and you eat something the night before that you, you don't know how it's going to affect you, that is a dangerous game to play because you don't know what it's going to do to you in the morning. You don't know what it's going to do to your body, to your digestive system, to your throat. And you're, you're playing with fire there. So for me, like if it's a show day, I have maybe five meals that are like go-to meals that I would eat either like two hours before I perform or or like for lunchtime and then I won't eat that much in the evening. And for me, it's very much about like high protein, maybe low carb, just something that's going to kind of get me through the performance and then once it's over, I don't know, a little McDonald's, I don't even care, you know? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. But I think these things are really important. So I'm, I'm taking into account, not really caffeine and alcohol in that context, but more like I do think about dairy before a performance and i do think about carbs and like if i eat a massive bowl of pasta like am i going to be asleep in two hours <laughs> oh probably so like no i don't want to do that maybe i want some quinoa maybe i want something that's a bit you know uh easier to digest something that isn't going to just give me a massive sugar high and then a sugar low just something that's going to allow me to kind of keep going and, and use my adrenaline to the best of my ability i suppose dairy i find such a funny one like I don't see it as a massive no-no. I really don't. I no. think it's about knowing your body, knowing your own timetable, and like yes, it it claws your voice. But like, I'm not I'm not eating it when when I need to sing and practice. Like, I know that exactly
1: know? right. And also, you know, for me, I like cheese. And I like to have milk in my tea, so that's an important part of my life. Yeah, yeah. So you know, okay, if I were to therefore have more phlegm, how would I combat that? Well, I just I'd just steam a little bit. Oh, nice. You know, something like that, and then then I'm I'm clean and clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you yeah, know, yeah. not that I'm saying you know punish your body and then and then heal it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, moderation, yeah. and then there are these ways that you can reduce the amount of phlegm on your vocal cords or something, and then you're tippy top and ready to sing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, a lot of these things are sort of psychosomatic. The side effects. Yeah, you know, yeah, If, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're drinking a tea and you're happy about it, and then someone comes up to you and be like, "Oh my god, you yes. fool!" Yes. Then you're like, <laughs> I think that's a massive the the thing. World. Yeah, yeah,
0: hundred percent. Because actually, for me, like, I'd never really thought about caffeine drank a lot of coffee did my practice whatever and then this girl was like i've had to ban caffeine the the one i was saying and um it did make me think about it i was like oh is is like coffee really affecting me but also yeah for me that's that's not the case like i literally need the caffeine to find the energy to practice this is a call for alex simpson two wigs and makeup once again this is a call for alex simpson two wigs and makeup Right, last up, my favorite one. Hi. Um, it's time to talk about acid. Duh. When I was 21, 22 something like that, um, I suffered a really, really bad bout of acid reflux. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you what it was, but I'm pretty sure it was just like a huge combination of stress and like eating a lot of certain food groups, and it really kind of affects the back of the esophagus and essentially like your your upper soft palate and like everything that's going on in the back of your throat. And because of that acid reflux really can be quite difficult to manage alongside singing. So you have to think these things through when you're like maybe planning meals or understanding how your body reacts to certain meals. So I went on like a very strict diet at the time because my acid reflux was so bad and the diet was one of the worst diets I've ever been on because you... When you cut out all foods that are acidic, there's <laughs> nothing left. Actually, it was pretty much pasta and cheese. You
1: could, you made your own muesli the night yeah, before and or it something. Yeah, had like nothing Honestly, in it. It was, so it was sad. like yeah,
0: yeah, it. like oats, raisins, apples. Oh my gosh! And yeah, there are some good meals out there that aren't too acidic. But if that is your everyday diet, it's it's really quite restrictive and really quite difficult to handle. So again, it's a a case of knowing how your body reacts to the food that you put in it. So. I'm fully aware that there are some kind of stews I make that are really like tomato and uh, bell pepper heavy. Mm. Tomatoes and bell peppers are quite bad for acid reflux. And so if I know that my body is going to be having a difficult reaction to that, I'm not going to eat that the night before a show, you know? That might be like a comfort meal when I know whatever I'm doing the next day is kind of just me practicing or just me working on text, whatever. And it's, it's, I mean... We talk about scheduling so much, and I'm not saying schedule every meal of your life, but it's just a case of thinking like, "Oh right, well the show's coming up. What are you know safe and healthy foods that I can eat that I know aren't going to affect my my vocal performance, and particularly in terms of acid reflux, if you are somebody that suffers from it, because again, it's not everybody, but like if you are somebody, it, it really is worth thinking about because you know stuff like orange juice, mm. anything, yeah, tomatoes, bell peppers, whatever the classic lemons, limes, <laughs> very affidavit. <laughs> but just think it through and and think about, you know, A, is it affecting me? B, if it's affecting me negatively, what can I do about it? And um, I'm reluctant to kind of say that we should be medicating it because I think you can avoid getting to that point. However, I do understand, you know, say you've eaten something, you know, same, say you're with a homestay mm, and they cook mm-hmm, you a meal and you don't mm-hmm. really have a choice. You have to eat what they've fed you. And whatever it is is giving you acid reflux. Then, yes, Gaviscon is great. It does really help. It does really soothe and ease and it does do the job. Um, but I also think you have to be careful because I'd say, you know, we know some cases of people that have become almost slightly dependent on Gaviscon. Yes. Oh and, my goodness. Yes. You know, methods of, you know, kind of soft medicating. Uh, the symptoms of things like acid reflux and really i think it's probably it's probably healthier and it's probably safer if you can kind of not get to that point and you know you know what you're eating you know how it's going to affect you and th- that's kind of the end of it but hey we all end up in situations where we might have something a little bit um untoward in terms of you know uh, heartburn or acid reflux and uh, be sensible be that's... sensible
1: exactly and you know if i well i assume a sports athletes yeah. would be incredibly careful about oh anything my goodness, that yes, touched yes, their body. Yes, 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 so yes. So why, what, like, we're athletes, hello, we're yeah. so much better. Uh, <laughs> so why why aren't we treating our body in the same way? Yeah. We should know exactly. You think of like Ronaldo.
0: Mm, sure. Okay. Yeah, he literally like knows to a T every single thing he's putting in his body. He's so, well, I mean every major sports person is on like a very strict mm-hmm, diet mm-hmm. because they're trying to keep their body in peak, peak physical condition. And obviously what we do is slightly different, but it does mean we need to think about how the foods we eat affects our voices. And I think, yeah, the running theme as we're kind of saying here is learn, learn about your body and learn about how your body reacts to these various different food groups. And I think the four things we've mentioned here are kind of the big yeah. ones that, that kind of affect singers. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not an exact science. You know, something that really affects one person doesn't affect another person mm-hmm, at all. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. it's really a case of you as a singer getting to know yourself and knowing what works for your body, what doesn't, what allows you to be in peak condition and what doesn't.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think the ones that we mentioned, caffeine, alcohol and dairy, are often thought of, well, uh, and for, for a lot of people, are acid reflux triggers, I think, yep. sometimes. So. That is obviously why they're like big, big, big names no-nos. out there that sort of like make people raise their eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. But again, so for me, I realized that. So I did a, a a contract where I was staying on site there for sort of three weeks, and everything. It was a vegan place, and everything was cooked for us. Oh wow, which was delicious. It was great, but a lot of onions. And I'd never had acid reflux before. And it came for you. Yeah, it came for me. Well done, me. And I was so unaware that that was a thing. But it's because, like, normally I wouldn't have such an onion-rich diet. I love onions. But, like, I would have other things as well. So, you know, I, I understood that then. But, yeah, all of these things, you know, again, for me, certain alcohol can trigger acid reflux, but others don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but I know that. And I've worked that out. So it's not like I'm not going to cut out all alcohol. Thanks very much. yeah, yeah. I just know my body.
0: Definitely. And like if you're looking to kind of get to know your body better, I think we'd recommend, you know, something like a food diary or even just, you know, you're writing things in notes on your phone. You know, what you've eaten and then how you're feeling the next day as a result of it. And it just gives you a better mental sense of like "Mm, maybe these food groups aren't so good for me and actually are, you know this particular meal is absolutely perfect for me pre-performance you know it gives me the right amount of energy and then i have this snack to eat afterwards and i'm good to go because you want to take care of yourself in these situations you know we want longevity in this career we want to stay in good physical condition and everything we put in our bodies affects that
1: yeah exactly and you know we can we can give ourselves like a day before and a day ritual can't we ritual whatever you want to call it routine that's probably better like i pray to myself yes (laughs) You know, I know what I'm going to eat the night before. I know what I'm going to have for breakfast on the day. I know that I'm going to have lunch at this sort of time and then try not to eat anything except half a banana before like 7pm. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And and that's really nice because, you know, ah, yeah, I'm going to nail this performance because I've nailed everything up to it. Yeah. That's lovely.
0: Yeah,
1: 100%. All cast, all cast, this is your five-minute call. Repeat. All cast, all cast, this is your five-minute call.
0: Alrighty, that's a nice little uh, whiz through some dietary myth-busting that we've done for you there. Um, Any thoughts, guys? Are there any food groups that you feel we didn't mention that affect you quite directly? We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Get in touch and let us know what you think. You can do that via our website, What's
1: that? That is uh, com. Or
0: they can email us. How can they do that?
1: Oh, that's on where'smyfreakingdressingroom at gmail.com.
0: We also have social media. We're on Instagram at Dressing Room Pod. We're on Twitter at Dressing Room P O one And we're on Facebook forward slash Dressing Room Pod.
1: Very nice. Don't forget to uh, subscribe, of course, and leave a lovely five-star review because this was a fun episode. Oh, my God. You loved it. I know. I, know. I, guess, I, I love really love to did. talk about food. Can't wait to eat and drink now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just water. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And we'll be back again soon.
1: Goodbye.
0: Bye.